Okay, we are back here in my closet. I'm literally in my closet. And I do hope that by now you've already listened to part one, which is really important. So that means you've got your hangers and you have your folding, collapsible, rolling rack for the things that we're going to take out of your closet. Step one is to take everything out of your closet. Now, trust me when I say this is not when you start sorting. This is not when you start going through things. I just want you to do this as blindly as possible. Just get everything out of your closet. Here's what I did. I hired a high schooler to come over and do this for me because I know myself and I know if I'd started going through my closet, I would run across old letters or something I would start trying on or shoot like who knows, but it wouldn't be fast and it wouldn't be productive for me to do it. So I hired a high school girl to come over. I think it took her about three hours and not even that long. And you know, she just took absolutely everything out of my closet, every hanger, every pair of shoes, everything. Now to do this, you want to hang everything on your rolling rack so that you don't have to take things off of the hangers. Okay. If you don't have a rolling rack, then you're going to lay your clothes in piles, but not so deep that the piles become mountains. Like you want a pile of shirts, a pile of pants. And if you can have them stacked so that they're not more than maybe say 10 items deep. Okay. Cause you, again, you don't want a mountain that's going to make matters worse. You want things laid out so that you can see everything without having to dig through it. So you're emptying out your closet, but you're laying it out in your bedroom, most likely, or whatever room is biggest for you to literally lay everything out so you can see everything. We're going to take out all of your shoes, all of your socks, robes, nighties, workout wear, sweater, shirt, everything. The closet is empty. Are we clear? We're clear. Awesome. Your next step will then be to begin going through your items and sorting them according to the following. Number one, throw away. There are certain things that while you think someone might like this piece of clothing, or, you know, it's still a warm sweater, even though there's a hole in it. All that is ever going to do is become extra work and cost the Salvation Army or whomever you decide to donate this to thousands of dollars in man hours because they're going to sort through those things and they're not going to even accept it. They're going to throw it away. Unfortunately, a great deal of our clothing, this is sad to say, ends up in landfills. While that's hard to think about, you have to understand that's just where it's going to end up. So why have it cost another organization more money. If it's got holes in it, if it's stained, if it's tattered, just throw it away. Number two is donation. And by donation, I like to think of donation a couple of different ways. It's easier for me to donate an item that I think is really nice if I think that at least I can first offer this donation item to a group of friends, or in my case, I shouldn't say donate. It's like not donate. It's like it's I'm gifting it because a lot of my items, I'm sure you have these items too, where it's like, you know, it still has the tags on. I didn't return it in time. It's really nice, but it never fit quite right. So it would be really nice to give that to somebody else who has much longer legs or smaller boobs or whatever it is. Like it's a decent piece and it's hard to let go of it. If you're trying to think about, you know, the Salvation Army now selling it for $3. 
But if you could think of gifting it to your friend who would would love it, but she's got longer legs or whatever, that goes in the donation pile. And this is where I need to do a 2021 update. Things have changed even since we did this closet clean out last year. Here's the biggest change. It is so much easier to sell your items on Facebook Marketplace, on eBay, on Etsy, on Mercari, and most importantly, Poshmark. I mean, there are so many places now. So whenever in this episode, again, you hear me saying donate, if you think it's in decent condition, and it's got some value to it, and you don't mind hanging on to it for a couple of weeks to be able to sell it and make more money. And then even if your whole intent was to help a charity, now you're actually able to donate money to the charity. And that is even more profound than you donating the clothes themselves. Or maybe this is the money that you're going to use to start your business idea or to invest in a course that teaches you how to start a business. Like This is powerful. I can't even tell you how many people have been able to do this simply by cleaning out their closets. So this is a win-win. Anytime you hear me say the word donate, the other option for you is to set it aside, keep it on the hanger, because that's how we're going to photograph it later, but designate a separate area where these items are going to go that you're going to sell. And I'm going to walk you through that process of how to do that. I mean, it can feel a little overwhelming right now if you've never sold something online, but trust me. I can teach teenagers how to do this. I can teach your mom how to do this. And it's a pretty cool way to make extra money. But I do need it for the moment not to remain as clutter. So get it out of your closet. Put it all in one place. Maybe you put a sheet over it and it's in the garage. But I want you to start removing all of these items that you know, okay, I'm not going to wear this again, but I definitely could sell it because it's in decent condition. And anytime you hear me say the word donate moving forward in this podcast. Just know that I also mean set it aside to sell it. Then you're going to have a maybe pile. This pile better be small, y'all. You better not have a lot of things in your maybe pile because just remember that your maybe pile is most likely needs to end up being a no. We're going to minimize things. We're going to keep items that are of quality that you love. You love the way you look in them. And you still are going to continue to wear them. And that pile is our absolute yes pile. Now, our absolute yes pile, here's what you're going to do with it. I like to start first with my absolute yes pile, okay? And those things, it's not even a question. It's nice. It's new. I haven't worn it a million times. And I am wearing it. So I don't put things in my yes pile that are new and nice, but I've owned them for several months and I still haven't worn them. That goes in a maybe pile, even though mentally it's hard to let go of that piece because you're like, oh man, I just bought this. I just have to find the perfect time to wear it. We're only looking for the ones that are ultimate yeses. So, you know, forever pieces, pieces that are never going to go out of style and that you're, you wear already on a pretty regular basis and they're in good condition. Those items I want you to transfer from the old hanger onto your new matching hangers and place it in your closet. But now that your closet's empty and you've obviously spent a lot of time in your closet, you can decide where things make more sense to be, right? So long hanging pieces should all be together. Coats should all be grouped together. 
Tops that are sleeveless should all be grouped together in one area. Blouses with long sleeves should all be grouped together. Jeans should be hanging on cascading hangers. Hanging, not folded, hanging. Dresses, skirts, again, all hanging in one area next to perhaps blazers or jackets, all hanging in one area. And then your nice slacks, not mixed in with the jeans, but again, hanging in a different area. You know, how much do you really need? You don't need that big of a closet. And especially after we go through this process, you'll understand how important it is to just have key pieces. So now that you're standing back and looking at your closet, and if you have a sliding door closet, you know, like a wardrobe closet, one thing I want you to do is think about what side you want pieces on. Where do you want the long hanging pieces? How have you been operating thus far that hasn't worked? And really think about restructuring that and what you might need to add to your closet, whether it's hooks, hangers, shelves, racks, to make it look simple, to display your things so you can actually see them, so you don't have to dig and then throw things on the floor. We're really going to make this about simplicity when you start to get ready each day. 100% I'm positive that I will and I am wearing this. Those things start to go back in your closet. Next, I think it's best to start with your absolute throw it away items, you know, and just get ruthless. Just remember, if it's tattered, if it's got damaged parts or stains, throw it away. You're costing the environment. You're costing these charitable organizations too much money by trying to think that you should donate it. Nobody wants your old underwear. Nobody wants your holy socks. I know you think they do. They don't. Nobody wants these things, so just throw them away, okay? Next, we'll begin by taking things out of your closet that it's time to let them go. You know, these, this is the donation pile now, and these are going to stay on your rack, but you're going to separate them. So you're going to start putting all of your donation items near the end of your rolling rack. If you're not using a rolling rack, then you're going to create a pile. And I want you to label that pile. Go get a note card or a piece of paper and write on that piece of paper donations. And that way you can keep track of the things that go in that pile. This project is best completed with a friend who will tell you like it is, who will say, girlfriend, that blouse is so 2008. You must give it up. What are you saying to the world if you're hanging on to this piece that you're just, oh, I, but I love it. Yeah, but it's from 10 years ago. You know who's another great person to do this with? If you've got kids, whew, if you've got teenagers, yeah, let them in on this process. Well, except that they'll probably have you throw everything away. But there are just certain things that make you look dated, make you look like you don't have any clue what's going on these days because you're wearing clothes that are so outdated it doesn't represent who you are. Even though it's super comfy, unless you're just wearing it only in your home and no one ever is going to see you, consider what it's saying to the world, what it's saying even to you. You know, you feel differently when you put on something that's well-made and classic or current, right? Okay, so now we're going to start with that donation, those things that you're going to go through on your rack of clothes or your piles of clothes, and you're just going to pick them up. And I just, I want you to very quickly ask yourself, if you haven't worn it in the last six months, 
and you've had something you could wear it to, right? I mean, if you want to stretch this out to a year, great. But I think the last six months is a great estimation. If you haven't worn it in six months and you've had something to wear it to, then it should go in your donation pile. Here's what I mean. Let's say you've got a, a sundress and you haven't gone on a vacation and it hasn't been warm where you live and you still think you are going to wear it. Great. Then keep it or put it in your maybe pile. But if you've already been through a summer and you didn't wear it in the summer, well, yeah, I did try it on a couple of times when I could have worn it and I didn't. If you've tried it on and you had a time where, where it would have been appropriate for you to wear it and you didn't wear it and six months has passed, you're not going to wear it next summer either. So donate it. I know that's hard sometimes, especially when it was a piece that we invested in and you know, we thought, oh, we thought it was so cute. No, just donate it. All right, before we get to the next category, I wanted to tell you about a brand new, very exciting show sponsor. Now, this is a company that we have been testing out and experimenting with for months, actually for years, before bringing them to you as a show sponsor, and that is Thrive Market. What is Thrive Market? Now, our Phase It Up and 131 members have been hearing about Thrive for years now, and finally, we're able to bring a special offer to you by bringing Thrive onto the list of very reputable companies that we are proud to have as show sponsors. What is Thrive Market? Well, it's a super affordable way for you to get all of your favorite healthy foods. Like maybe you don't live close to a Whole Foods or it's a little tougher for you to get healthy options where you live. Now you can have healthy options delivered straight to your door. Thrive brands are amazing. They provide great deals on, again, like healthy snacks for kids, healthy baking options. Like so many people, when they read the one through one book, they're like, where do I buy these special flours or gluten-free items or keto-friendly options? Thrive Markets, my friends, you can actually go to their store and you can filter by the item or by the brand. You can put your favorite items on a subscription so that they always get delivered to you every single month. And P.S., their customer service is freaking amazing. Their app is also super user-friendly, super easy to use. I have been able to find all the brands that I love on Thrive Market without having to go to like, you know, three different stores. Like even where I live, I know we're pretty spoiled. We've got like Sprouts and Whole Foods and Trader Joe's, but I'm telling you, Thrive Market makes it so much easier, especially when we don't really want to leave our house right now. You know, we've got concerns over COVID and I don't want to put my family at greater risk than need be or others at greater risk. So this is an important time for us to bring Thrive on as a valued sponsor of the show. And when you go to thrivemarket.com forward slash lifer, you're going to get 25% off your first order and you're going to get a free gift. Okay, again, that's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E, thrivemarket.com forward slash lifer to get your 25% off your first order order plus a free gift. That's thrivemarket.com forward slash lifer. Great company, great discount. Super pumped to have them as a show sponsor. The next category that you should be putting in the donation area is anything that you just keep thinking you're going to find the perfect thing to wear it to. That never happens. And it just keeps hanging in your closet. And I know you love this piece, because you like the way it looks and you like this fantasy in your head of what it could be, 
but that event either never happens or when that event has happened, you didn't grab it. Let's just get rid of it. Let's free ourselves from that article. The next category that goes in your donation pile is anything that just frankly doesn't fit you right. It's not flattering. It's too tight across the chest or it's too loose. It's too big. It eats you alive. It's just huge or it's just all the wrong proportions for your body type and you love it, but you would probably love it on someone else much more. Like it's a great piece, but you just know it doesn't look right on you. Time to donate it. Next is anything that you've been hanging on to. And frankly, it's just, it's not in style anymore. You've gotten your use out of it, or, you know, maybe you bought it at the tail end of that trend, but it's not in style anymore. It's not what's happening. You know, you're not going to see one of the Kardashians wearing it. You're not going to see your favorite talk show host wearing it. You're not going to see your favorite stars wearing this item. It's outdated. It's not on point. It's not on trend. It's dating you. And unless you absolutely love it and you don't care if it's out of style and you don't care if no one is wearing that anymore, other than that, it's time to put it to rest, put in the donation pile. And remember, if it's been worn so much that it's worn out and has holes or is tattered or stained, etc., then we want to put it in the toss it pile, the throw it away pile. What about the maybe pile? What goes in the maybe pile? Personally, I think things that go in the maybe pile are things that you have this general sense you probably should get rid of it, but it hurts your heart to get rid of it. So you're going to put it in the maybe pile because this is the pile. The maybe pile is the pile or the section of your hanging rack where you want to put any item where you you need a second opinion and you are entitled to get multiple opinions. But these are the things where you want to ask, not the person who's going to go, well, not the easy pushover friend, but the friend who's like, girlfriend, no, absolutely not. Get rid of that. It's done. It's tired. You have 16 other versions of that. That should go in your maybe pile. And then with a friend, with somebody there with you, you're going to move it from the maybe pile to the either yes pile or donate pile. Okay. Most likely, you're not going to put something in your maybe pile that should be thrown away. It's usually things that are, you're just not quite sure. Also in your maybe pile are items that you think could work if you had them altered, but you haven't had them altered. And you can put these things in your pile. And here's what I want you to ask yourself. Am I going to spend more time, money, and frustration having this altered to make it look perfect Or am I trying to make something work that is just probably never going to work? If that's the answer, if the answer is I'm trying to make this work and it's never going to work, well, then it should go in your donate pile. And finally, things that should go in your maybe pile are items where you have multiples of the exact same thing. What about your jeans? I have 10 pairs of black jeans. I wear jeans once a week and I'm always going to the same pair. So really, I should probably try to cut this down to three pairs of black jeans because I'm looking at some of these right now and I'm like, okay, those, whenever I put them on, I hate them because they're so tight. They dig into my waist. Okay. And then this pair, I've tried them on a million times. I like the way they fit in the butt, but the legs have to be shortened and taken in. So I should just donate these. I'm over it. You know, and that's what you want to do. Just be ruthless about this, ladies and gentlemen, be ruthless. 
And if you're not able to be ruthless, I need you to bring in your most ruthless friend and say, I want you to be brutal with me. Because our goal is to put back so few items in our closet that we actually can see what we have. The idea here is minimize. Now, once we have sorted things out, now we've got very few things in our keep forever pile. We have very few things in our closet. Our maybe pile has now been sorted to the donation pile or the keep it forever. Now we start putting things back in your closet. This is key. You want things to look as uniform as possible. Think of your closet as looking like someone staged it, like it's a custom home. The way you would want your closet to look if someone was coming to film how neat and organized and tidy you are. You want your closet to look a little bit like a boutique where things are displayed and you can see them. And now we want to organize things according to sleeve length and color. This is key. It helps your brain. Now you know that things should go from dark to light. So when you're hanging your blouses, I want you to hang all of the sleeveless blouses together on the identical hangers. And we're going to not only hang them together in sleeveless, but we're going to color coordinate them. So it goes from dark to light or light to dark. It's up to you. All of the green variations together, all of the pinks together, but not just pinks together, but we're going to go from light pink to dark pink. And that's how we're going to organize our blouses. I want your sweaters in one particular area, flannels or casual shirts in one particular area, and then perhaps your more dressy blouses in one specific area, your sweatshirts or casual jackets, jackets you might wear over um, your workout outfit, you know, workout tops. Those should all be in a separate area. And then what I like to do for my own personal ease is I take a hanging shoe organizer. I'm looking at it right now and it just, it go, it hangs right on my hanging rack and I place it on a hanging rack, a floor, you know, one of those hanging racks, I'm sorry, one of those areas of my closet where I would normally put like long items, like a long dress or I could hang my slacks there. And it takes only about four inches of width and I hook it with Velcro over the top of that bar and it has 10 little cubby holes for shoes. But here's the deal. I don't put shoes in them. I put my workout tights. Some of you call them workout leggings. I put those in those cubbies. My socks, I put in little cubbies. That's just me. And, you know, I am donating a lot of these socks too, because trust me, I have a couple of types of socks that I like to wear. The rest of them are just sitting in this drawer. So they are going to be donated. They've been sitting in this drawer forever. I don't wear them. If my favorite socks aren't clean, then I'll wear them dirty. So it's obvious that I'm holding on to things I don't need. So I'm going to get rid of these. All right, guys, we just have one episode left in this series. I hope that you've been really motivated, kind of on fire, and that even though we've been talking about closets the last two days, I hope that you, by starting with that area or by listening to the first couple of episodes in the series, it's totally got you rethinking how you're living. You're considering minimizing. The one thing I heard from you over and over again this week on Instagram was that you're still struggling to let go of sentimental items like a box of your kids' 
schoolwork from when they were young or something a family member once gave to you and maybe that family member has since passed on and it's got sentimental value and yet you don't use it and it just stays in a closet and you don't quite know what to do with it or you know just gifts that you're like I I have no use for this so here's my recommendation for you if someone gave you something because they love you they want you to be happy they want you to be filled with joy they want you to move confidently into the next year they want you to to continue to evolve and if something that they gave you if that person knew that that thing was holding you down or taking up unnecessary space space that you know you really need you need that space emotionally mentally physically and if they knew that it was a burden for you which it is right you're keeping it out of guilt they wouldn't want you to have that so then take a picture of it it'll last forever there's the memory the memory's in your heart and you can honor it that way and more importantly you're honoring that person by saying i received the intention behind this gift when you gave it to me and now its intention is the opposite of when they gave it to you so it's really important that you honor this person by releasing that item by either selling that item and donating it to a, a cause or charity that relates to the person who gave it to you or by just setting it free and donating it knowing it's going to go on to live in someone else's life who who can actually benefit from its purpose its use its intent i also think it's really important if you have like kids things your kids are not going to want those things. They might find them kind of interesting once or twice to look at. In which case, take photos of them. They're not going to want to carry these things around. I promise they're not. So you can do this. And I, and I hope you've begun to shift your mindset and realize that letting go of things is the first step to adopting an abundance mindset. A mindset of abundance means that you're not worried that you have to hang on to things because you'll never get it again or you won't be able to afford it. You will, and you'll be able to afford better. And you can't afford to have things holding you down, taking up space in your mental energy, your physical space, literally holding you down and keeping you stuck. I mean, this is your year. Things are turning around. And one of the ways that we can do this is by freeing ourselves, by freeing ourselves from the clutter. In my final episode that comes out on Friday, I'm going to give you a plan to help you figure out as you continue to move through your house, maybe through your apartment or your office space or your storage unit. I'm going to help you figure out how to turn this into cold, hard cash and then turn that cold, hard cash into an investment. This week I posted on TikTok a video where I said, you know, I'm, I'm an eight-figure earner. And someone commented like, mm, yeah, really? Eight figures? Yeah, eight figures, not seven figures, eight figures. And the way that I've been able to, I shouldn't say I, we have been able to make eight figures is by figuring out how to take our money and have our money make us money. Your, right now, the things that you own that you could be selling, that's money that we can turn and use to make you more money. That's coming on Friday. Get excited. Share this episode. Get your kids to listen to this episode. Get your husband to listen to this series. Get your best friend to listen to this series. This is the year you're going to start your business or an additional stream of income, and we're going to do it together. So get pumped up, and I'll talk to you Friday. I love you. I mean it. And I'll talk to you soon.